Yo, what's going on? This is another episode of the Committee Podcast. Um, so I'm leading leading off this morning, well, this afternoon for you guys or whatever, because we don't have any breeze. But we have our usual suspects here, so feel free to introduce yourselves. Yeah, this is uh, Marcus Sniffles, the Nicki Minaj apologist on Twitter. <laughs> what's up? This is your girl, Summertime Stuff. All right, and if you didn't know, this is Tribbles from Twitter. So yeah, so we got Kid Cudi and Kanye West out this week. Kids see ghosts. Yeah, um, I, I liked it. I liked it when I the off of first listen. I I liked it better than um, Kanye's solo album. Like I listened what? to it the first time. I listened. I, off, this is off the first listen. First listen I listened to. It, I was like, yeah, I like this. I didn't need. The, I didn't feel the need to listen to it to make sure I liked it. I knew I liked it the first time. It's kind of like, uh, you know. When you have chocolate cake the first time, you take a bite and you're like, yeah, I like this song. Like, I like this. Everybody likes chocolate cake. It's good music. Yeah, I kind of was like, I listened to it and I, I told myself I was going to come back to it. So yesterday I binge listened to it and it grew on me over time. I mean, like I said, the last episode, I'm not the, you know, most amp kid Cuddy fan, but I can't appreciate what he does for kind of the alternative hip hop genre like the NERDs of the world and, you know, so on. So I could appreciate his, his presence in that. But I actually did like like a couple of songs where I was like, okay, I can replay this. Because at first I wasn't going to replay nothing. Damn. You know, right? Mm. I did it. And then, and, then, and then, you know, I had to take a look at some of the credits. And I was like, okay, I see. I see why some of the songs sound the way they do. I was happy to see, like, Dot the Genius was on here. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, but I was more attracted to like the production of it, just from like who who produced it and how it was put together versus. Apparently, uh, Kid Cudi invented humming on a record because he he's a really he does a really good job at it. <laughs> he's really good at it. Well, I think for me, like first of all, I was pissed off. So um, Ooh, wow, Ooh. listen, I midnight comes, so of course I run a title, I run an Apple Music, and there is no Kid Cudi album. There's no kids yep. ghosts like, and I'm pissed. And so then they're like, "Oh, well, you got to go to the Wave app again," which I deleted after the Kanye shit because I'm thinking, "Hey, nah. the rest of it's gonna be music." Try to download the Wave app. The channel's broken, so I think the channel was back up in like two hours. Which at that point, I'm over it. I go to sleep. I'm like, "Fuck it, I'll catch it when I wake up in the morning." And it's maybe about eight thirty. I get on title. No album. Go to Apple Music. No album. I'm like, where the fuck is this goddamn album? Like, I'm looking to see if it leaked again, because you know, like, push it, push his album leak, and then finally, I think it was about like 11:30, 12 o'clock. Elliot Wilson tweets like, "Oh, the album's out." So I go press play on the album, and like, I'm listening. I'm like, this just all seems weird. Like, something doesn't seem right. And um, shout out to Ty Relington on Twitter. He's like tweeting. He's just like, the the songs are out of order. Like, this is not right. Like, it's not right. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what's happening? And so, fine. I think it took them maybe three or four hours to even get it fixed. Like, Def Jam put out some type of, like, verbiage to say that the album, the track, the tracks were right, but the ordering, like, how they were listed on the actual album was wrong. So, I was falling in love with tracks, and they were not the actual songs that I thought they were. Um, so, I was very disgusted on my first listen because I didn't know what I was getting myself into. So once I actually had everything like squared out, the track listing was correct. I ran through it. It wasn't first listen. 
I didn't like it more than the Kanye album. I still don't like it more than the Kanye album, but wow. Wow. agreed. Wow. I agree. It's but just it's not. I will say I lyrically I got better Kanye on this on this project. I like Kanye's lyrics more, but it's something about Kid Cudi on a hook. I think Kanye really made this. This is to be honest, this is kind of like a double diss. I think this is like yay, and then Kissy's Ghost is like Kanye side with like a whole bunch of Kid Cudi features. Um, because he put Kit Cudi on the hook and every single hook that he put him on, it was just like perfect. So I, I bangs with the album. Don't think it's better than gay, but I definitely like it. And I, I still do play it. Uh, I, more, like I play Cudi, it more than once. I feel like Cudi is at his best when he's on a Kanye beat. Like, I feel like that's when, that's when Cudi makes the best music. But even with this, because I mean, it was some parts of the album where he was like yelling and I was like, all right, like. I get it, but I can't kind of move past. Like I wish that wasn't on the album, all that yelling. But I mean, you know. Are you talking about the the first song? Yeah, it was a couple songs in there, but it was just like that Scoopy D. <laughs> well, yeah, like, we're talking if, if, if we're talking about the 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 first song, "Feel the Love," when uh, Kanye what Kanye West was doing is like like that that part towards the end of the song. Here, yeah. Here's my here's my question. I look I, I looked through all every credits that I could find for this album and designer is not listed as additional vocals for that song for that particular part of the album. And my question is is if designer can't do that for you, why is designer on good music? What's well, the point of having him? I, I think designer is first off designer's fairly young. So we you know we look at him because initially when I looked at him I thought he was an older an older guy. But I think Designer just turned 20, 21 maybe. So he's in the, that little, you know, the little pump mumble rap kind of kind of category. And I think now he's finding his actual sound in hip hop because the, the later the, the couple of songs he's released since Panda and Timmy Turner and all that, like it's it's a little bit more mature sound. So I think honestly, Designer's trying to find his sound and he doesn't want to get caught in that lane. So I think that's why they possibly didn't use him for that. Um, I mean, that's sense. that's that's kind of his lane. I feel like. I mean, I listened to his his yeah, latest mixtape, and uh, yeah. Now that you say something else, you like point that out. Like, I feel like designer definitely would have been a better fit for that because just the sound of his voice. Like, did y'all see the Breakfast Club interview where he was talking about how he really pays attention to the vowels and shit and his words? Yes, I did hear that part. The things that he does. I mean, bullshit or not. He has a method into what you know he's putting into his records. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I didn't think Kanye was bad. I, I thought it worked with the way the the beat was going like super hard at that point. So you needed that extra energy yeah. coming in with that. And I I get what he was trying to do. I just feel like all right, designer could have did that too. You know what I'm saying? Like designer is also part of good music. You got all your artists. You got Pusha, uh, Tiana Taylor. Kid Cudi, or not Kid Cudi. Well, Kid Cudi was on this album. Uh, Sci High the Prince is talking about doing a, a seven-song album. Yeah. Um, you have all your artists out here. Like, why not put, why not put him, give him some shine, especially on the opening track? Like, I don't, I don't see why you don't give designer that look. Like because you did it Kanye on Pablo. Because Kanye is selfish and he just wants all he he just he Ooh, just wants see to see I don't I don't know I don't know if you, I don't know if you can call Kanye selfish the way he kind of the way he brings all these people together to work on his stuff like I don't know if you can call Kanye like you might be able to call him selfish when it comes to like awards and stuff like that like accolades 
But when it comes to actually I feel like, I making feel the music, I don't think he's selfish. I say that because I feel like with these last good music albums, it's been all about what Kanye wanted and what he wanted to do. Like he been scrapping projects, taking people's beats off, like destroying relationships because he want he want to do you know he wants that kind of control. So, I mean, I mean that that I, I, it, it is fair to say so, that that is fair. I mean, just yeah. Because like I like like you said has been coming along, you know. I mean, you can only imagine like all the people that put in work on whatever Pusha T actually had and for them to be like, oh, Kanye just deleted everything I did. Like I worked really hard on that music and for Kanye to but, just like say, you know what? No, we're not Kanye, doing that. But like, we, can, we can all agree that Kanye has a, a, a different kind of ear. Like his ear is not, it's, it's not like most artists. So I think, granted, I would love to hear a lot of these scrap projects, but I kind of just, I, I kind of go with Kanye. It's just like Kanye, Kanye ear is not, it has never been wrong up until this point. Like we, I mean, I, I can say this, I don't, other people may disagree, but I just think up until this point, Kanye's ears have not deterred me wrong from what, whether it's his production or, you know, it's, it's his actual music, like him being on the track alone. So I'm just going to say he's right and they're wrong. And <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, it's almost like, you know, you, Someone says, hey, let's go play some ball later. Like, me and you against whoever, we're going to meet up at, like, 10 o'clock. And then, you know, 9.45 rolls around, and you're like, the person texts you, and he's like, yo, my bad. I'm actually going to play with Kevin Durant instead. Like, I'm upset, but I'm like, well, that's Kevin Durant. Like, Kevin Durant is clearly better than me at basketball, so I get it. Like, Kanye was his He had a Kobe best. moment. I mean, but it, it, is it a Kobe moment if you're great, though? Like, if you're the greatest? Like... I can I can I can see it from both sides. Like if I'm a a, a separate producer who worked on Pusha T's album and my shit just got scrapped, I'm gonna be mad. But I can only be so mad because I'm getting replaced by Kanye West. So it's like you, you kind of have to take that one. Like we're you gotta you gotta you gotta respect the goats. I guess you know you can only you can only complain so much about that one. So did you guys have any favorite tracks on the album or any you know any one particular or two or all seven stick out to you? I like Reborn. I had a I had a bad day today, so Reborn was like the perfect day, like the perfect song for me to get through the day and just like just letting the bullshit roll off my shoulder. I'm not gonna lie, it was kind of therapeutic for me. So I now I now I have a connection with that song. But the other ones, um, nah, I like the one with Pusha. Oh yeah, um, of course, <laughs> obvious reasons. That's that's honestly that's kind of how I feel about the album. Fourth Dimension was pretty dope too. I kind of do like that one. That was mine. My, my my standout song was Fourth Dimension. I like uh, Feel the Love and mm, Reborn. I went actually went running this morning and that one that song came on. I was like, okay, I get it. I I get what they're trying to do here. Uh, I, for me, so definitely Reborn was the first one that like stuck. When I did the first listen, I was like, that's gonna be my song. And what I did was. I played Ghost Town from Ye and then I let it. So like on, I, I use title, so shout out to title. So I can like merge the song or like crossfade the songs in. So I like literally crossfades the end of Ghost Town into Reborn. And it's just like, I had some type of spiritual awakening or something. Like, I, I don't mm. know. Like mm. I told you like emo music really touches my soul, especially when you're like, you know, not necessarily in a dark place, but you're not in, you know, the brightest of lights. And 
you can have music kind of just speak to you and just kind of pull you to where where you need to be because just knowing like Cuddy's battle with like his mental health issues and to hear like a song like Reborn, you know, like the, the, the content matter of that is like this dude is really in another another element now. Like he's better. He looks healthier. Like, you know, it, it whatever whatever he went through, it worked for him. So yeah. Know, and he and he put that in his music. So just imagine a person who's battling depression depression or anxiety or something and to play a track like Reborn, it's like, wow. And, you know, and especially if you identify with Cuddy and who he is, um, to to have that, that's kind of like, wow, he went through the fire, but he made it out. He's a new person. Maybe I can do it too. So um, that definitely was a standout for me. Um, and I also love uh, the Cuddy montage, the end of the last track. That was also one that stuck out for me. But I think the whole album was, was, was really good. I think Kanye did amazing on production. He's now... 21 for 21 in my opinion it's it's hard to deny the uh the production that Kanye's yeah. doing but just just to touch back on uh reborn it just the the lyrics to it it's a very simple song to especially the chorus just saying like i'm so reborn i'm moving forward keep moving forward keep moving forward it's super simple it's a very simple song and when you're a kid that's how you learn things is through music. Things kind of get in your head a lot easier. Like you learn your ABCs by singing them. You learn about your body parts, head, shoulders, knees, and toes. Like like my kids are going through that phase where they watch things and everything is sung to them. And I feel like that's the kind of simplistic songwriting that people kind of overlook because that's, that's something that's going to get in people's head. And like when they're going through something or something's not going right or something's really hard, they're just going to be like, I'm so reborn. I'm moving forward, keep moving forward, keep moving forward, stuff like that. It just keeps, it stays in your head. And I, I can, I can appreciate a song like that. It's super simple, but it gets in your head and it's, it'll, it'll, it'll get you through whatever you got to get through. Yeah. No, I feel like even just having a discussion now about how the album emotionally affected, like each one of us in different settings. I think that says a lot to what the, the song can do for you because you were at the gym listening to it, like getting pumped up and ready and I was mad. So <laughs> you can kind of, you can kind of, and, and you know, your affection for emo hip hop says a lot about the impact that music has on your day to day life. So I think that's powerful. And just to shine light on how that really, that, that kind of, those kind of moments get us through life and are going to be, those are like classic signs to me. When you can remember how you felt when an album mm-hmm. came out yep. or what you were doing. I'm not saying the whole thing is classic, but at least that song. Is yeah, classic. like song. You can, you can have classic songs on a on a not so classic album. Yeah, I don't, you have I don't, classic moments. Classic I, moments. I think I think right. this album will it'll mature pretty well. I don't think it will go until we talk classic albums. You know, 10, 15 years on the line. But I think it it's oh, yeah. a very it's a very good of the moment project with songs that will proceed the actual project. Right. Uh, I just think that we as a, and it's damn near impossible now, but we as a society and a culture, we got to get past this. All right. I, it's midnight. I've listened to it one time. Is it classic or is it trash? Like you got to be able to listen to these songs in different settings. Like listen to it multiple times, listen to it through your headphones, listen through it through your speakers, right. listen to it in the car, listen to it at the gym, listen to it when you're feeling up, when you're feeling down. Like it's, it's, it's frustrating to see people, especially on Twitter, when they're just like, 
oh, I just listened to this Ye album. It's garbage. Yeah, I'm like, then, okay, come on now. Especially, I think my, my issue with it, and I think Jay-Z said in like his Breakfast Club interview, it was like, it didn't take these artists three minutes, you know, a track maybe, let's just say a track is three minutes. It didn't take them three minutes to make this song. Nope. You know, yeah. it, it, it wasn't a three minute process. Most, you know, you see stories, people say, yeah, I made this song 20, 30 minutes, but most songs were not made and executed to its perfection in the amount of time that we actually hear the one song. So I'm like, how as a listener, am I going to say, yeah, three minutes of this song determines like, you know, what it is. Like even a song I dislike off first listen, I may run it back once or twice. I may not be you know, inclined to do it immediately, but I'll try it again because you just never know. You you hear, in my opinion, music, you can hear different things on, on, on different days. Like you said, if Reborn, like me being mad, Reborn probably wouldn't have stuck to me if I'm mad. Like I, just, just knowing who I am, like that wouldn't do that. But you know what I'm saying? Going through like a trial or like a little small tribulation, you have a hiccup and you're like, damn, how am I going to get through this? How am I going to push forward? And Reborn comes right. on. That works for me in that scenario. You know, Reborn may not be a gym song for me today, but two weeks it from might now, be another day. Right. Yeah, right. So it's like, I think just people in, in regards to all albums and not just this, these good music projects that we're getting through. It's just like when I tell people it's so hard to digest all this music because I'm like, you can't listen to an album one time and be like, oh, it's a classic or, oh, you, you know, this is going to be top five of 2018 like nigga it take like in my opinion it takes a minimum of three listens of an album exactly or content to, exactly. Re- to figure out where you're gonna place it eventually i i wholeheartedly agree you know i feel like the internet these hip-hop blogs have so much to do with that because as soon as the album comes out you already got a million opinions online that's like flooding the streets about what the album is like so people are listening to that and they're just going off based off what the what people what the popular people are saying, but the popular people not even really listening to the music because there's no way, like you said, you know, there's no way that you can listen to all these albums and truly digest the greatness of what it could be or what it is without you know taking some time to listen to it. So I know I, I agree, and, and that's it's a struggle for me as a I think as a writer and as a, a journalist um, in music because it's the way that the internet is set up. <laughs> yeah. You got it. You have to be first, but it's like you also can't give. I mean, not you know, not to say that your your work is not authentic or it's not true to who you are, but it's like you can't really feel it like you want to feel it because it's like, all right, I can't post about deadlines. I, I can't post about right. Kissy's Ghost next week when Nas album is dropping when I should have heard it last week. Like you know, well, right. even then, like a, a week in internet time is a year. Literally, like if you wait <laughs> a week a month, for something, at least a month. Yeah, if you wait a week for something on Twitter, like they're like, oh, you're you're just now talking about this. We've been off of that. Like things come and go so quickly. It's wild, and nobody appreciates the moments that we're living through in hip hop right now. I feel like this whole era of good music is like a moment for us oh, yeah. in hip hop. And it's and it's like to sit back and to really realize like we are getting some projects right now that are like it's a moment. <laughs> like, but I think the issue with that is just simply because we're you know, we, we spoke about this like on a, a few podcasts ago, like we're in that weird space where like the 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 drug user music, the um, songs that I'm making it because I have a dance to go to it kind of music is popular. So when we get substance, the the people who kind of dictate hip hop, which would be like the teenagers and you know the really 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 younger people, like the people that dictate what get, gets played on the radio, they're not gravitating towards that. And you have like people with older ears or older people that's like, no, like 
listen to what Ye is saying, listen to what Pusha T is saying, like all of these people and they don't get it. They just, they just honestly, they don't get it. And it's, it's sad, but I think the thing with music, music, grow, music ages and, and good music ages perfectly, you know, because you can go pop in a reasonable doubt. You can go pop in a good kid, Mad City. I was just about still, to go to a Jay-Z. <laughs> right. Like you can like, still, you can still feel those, what somebody may have felt in 96, you know what I'm saying? Like, so Granted, people may not be gravitating towards these albums like we feel like they should be, but good music always lasts. That was on the Drake, was on Drake's Nothing Was the Same. Like all that good shit is gonna be, you know, here forever. Like all the other bullshit is gonna fade away. So it, it's gonna take time, but people will wake up to see what we're actually talking about now. No, yeah, that's real. That's real. And I think that probably comes with age. So maybe we yeah. just gotta let the young people have their time and yeah, you know. The, the music will always be there though. It's like mm-hmm. That's the, that's the beautiful thing. There's like someone like KJ. KJ KJ ain't ready for 444, but maybe mm-hmm. in ten maybe in ten years he might be. Maybe mm-hmm. fifteen years he might. But but 444 will always be there. And I know for me personally, I'm a big Kanye West fan. And when Ada Wasted Heartbreaks came out, I was like, man, I don't know. It sounds. Oh yeah, cool. that was not for it me. It sounds cool. <laughs> But but then but then I had a heartbreak and I was like I get it now like yes. this is this is now my favorite album now because now I under because I've lived through this so sometimes you have to actually live through some of these you have to have some life experience to kind of understand more I guess mature music that has some depth to it because I mean I like I like Ray Schremer but there's no there's no real depth to what they're doing right. but but I also can put myself in the mindset of okay. If I was 18 in the club, how would I yeah. feel about this song? And I'm like, I would like this song as an 18 year old. I, I get it. I understand it. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna shit on that, but I can objectively say that this this music doesn't have that much depth or some substance, but that doesn't mean it's not good. That doesn't mean I can't appreciate what they're doing. Because so, what they're doing is it's needed. Yeah. So kind of a, a easy easy transition so we talk about music that we can kind of relate to but also making music for younger generations Nicki Minaj dropped a new song today um called Rich Sex featuring Lil Wayne come Um, on come on Nicki so (laughs) come on come on why do you have my thing is I don't even want I don't even I don't even like the fact that the song is called Rich Sex because Future already did it yeah and then and then you come out with the tour with Future, and I know we're gonna get to that later. But and then the song, this all right. I have no words. So <laughs> Nikki, Nikki is prepping for. Let's let's give the the listeners background. So Nikki is prep prepping for Queen, um, which is dropping I think August tenth, and she gave us Chung Lee and Barbie Tings, which didn't really do really well on the charts. I think Chung Lee is still getting a little. Little Radio Spins is probably in that middle half on the top 100. So it's not really doing as well as Nicki Minaj. She typically does on the charts. So I think they're rebooting and she she dropped Rich Sex today. And I think Friday she has a single with Ariana Grande dropping. So I think these are her two singles and she's going to try to see if these stick. And she teamed up with Lil Wayne, which I'm at this point in my... Nicki Minaj listening stage. I'm over the Nicki and Wayne features. I'm over the Nicki and Drake songs. Like, if Nicki's gonna do features, I want Nicki to reach out to other rappers for her features. I think this was a safe thing, and it it doesn't work because Wayne 
and this is not taken away from Wayne's star power at all. I just don't think Wayne has it right now. Like he's not uh, that he guy. Hasn't, he hasn't had it in a while. Right. If this was 08, <laughs> Wayne features were basically like guaranteed number one, at least top three on Billboard 100. Wayne features now, that's not, that's not it. But for me, overall, the song itself, if you take Lil Wayne out of the scenario, I actually enjoyed the song. Um, throw that Lil Wayne verse in there, and I got to throw it out. Like, it's not, I don't know what Wayne got on that track doing. I don't know what Nikki told him. I don't know if she was scared to say, this is not it, bro. Can you redo it? Like, I don't what, know. What, what, is she, what is she doing with all these songs? Like you, like you said, she has Barbie Ting's out. She has Chung Lee out. Now she's got Rich Sex. And now she has this song with Ariana Grande coming out. That's four songs already. Like, are these all going to be on the album? Are these all I'm singles? Like, are, are you just, is she just throwing stuff out there to see what sticks? Because if that's what she's doing, I'm not, I don't like that. I'm not a fan of that. I need you to put well, out I've, a single and work the single. Work it's the, the Drake single. formula because Drake, he just did it with the Scary Hours EP. You drop God's Plan, you drop Diplomat, Diplomatic Immunity, and the masses gravitated towards God's Plan. So, of course, when Scorpion drops, we know we're going to see God's plan. We may not see diplomatic immunity. I think Nikki threw out Chun Li. She threw out Barbie Ting's The Masses, although I love Barbie Ting's more than Chun Li. The Masses gravitated towards Chun Li. And it, it still didn't chart as well as she wanted to, but I still think we'll see that on the album. I think this second boot of release, because this Rich Sex song is definitely catering towards the hip hop ear. And I'm just assuming with the Ariana Grande feature, that's going to be that pop chart. That may be the song that actually does what she thinks she does all the time. Like we 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 did we did talk about this on I don't know if we talked about it on Twitter or in the in the group chat about uh about how she released Barbie Tings and Chung Lee the same day she did that interview and everybody pretty much gravitated towards what she said about Cardi B. And right. so that whole thing mm -hmm. swallowed up those two songs. So we weren't even people weren't even talking about those two songs. They were talking about Oh, Nicki Minaj, Cardi B, the beef is uh, is it beef? Is it not? What they say? What are they doing? Is it is right. it on? Like and in her song, like the music got lost. And I, that's the and I didn't realize that until I think you said something. I was like, damn, she really kind of that was a misstep for her because I yeah. felt like I felt like those two songs were really good songs. They're good like rap songs that we want to hear from her. And even this song, Rich Sex, is a good rap ass song. Now I don't, me personally, I don't think it's like a single. It's not something I don't think it's gonna go off and people are going to be like oh that's a hit but that's a song that you you hear on the album and you're like okay i like that song that that's going to fit here somewhere that's a good she's got good bars on here and like it, this whole this whole little wayne thing like little wayne just we got to stop with little wayne he's oh, yeah. i'm sorry like i i i appreciate everything looking, that he's done but we uh, got to get him out of here i know i'm just like as y'all talking i'm reading these lyrics and i'm just like it's just like it's wayne ain't what he used to be one and then it's just <sighs> Nikki, I feel like she just trying too hard with with I don't know. It's just something about it. The formula is not sticking for her no more. Like I'm not trying to hear her talk about rich sex. I don't know. I'm just not. Uh, I, I am. I, <laughs> I didn't have a problem. It was a line. It was a line there. She was like telling telling women to go get the little lipo. The oh like, yeah, go to DR get that fat transfer. That like, fat that transfer. Shit, I don't care though. That was a line. line like hey. I, it's, Her and Drake got the same thing. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> just, just embracing the bull, just embracing they shit. Yeah, yeah, but I, I think the the disconnect with with Nikki is 
not necessarily the music because honestly the music sounds the same i just think cardi and in the new wave of how we're introduced to artists we see them more from a personal standpoint. And when Nikki mm-hmm. broke into the entertainment industry, we didn't really care about what Nikki was doing in her hotel room when she was in, I don't know, Atlanta or what. Like, we didn't care about those things. We just really, we wanted the music. We wanted you to do features, do videos, do some interviews. That, that's what we wanted out of our, our entertainers. And so now when you see Nikki kind of revert back and we see a lot of these older artists revert back to what, you know, say a Rich the Kid or a Cardi B is doing, with letting their fans inside of their homes, inside of their hotel rooms, like this is how they're gaining their fans. And you see older people doing it. It's just like, yo, you're trying too hard. Like I, they're trying to- Yeah, I think that's what it is. And it just I think comes that's what off it is. wrong. It comes off wrong. Cause like, you know, Nikki's like, oh yeah, I'm about to get on IG live for like an hour talking to my fans. And it's like, not saying that she doesn't want to do it, but it's like, Nikki, you weren't doing that shit before. Like, do you, like, do you really want to talk to these? You know, like, no. it, it just gets confusing. That's what it is. It's confusing. <laughs> I think I think if you're if you're in it, like if you're like a hardcore Nicki Minaj fan, then I, I feel like you you appreciate the things that she's doing as far as like getting on IG and all the things. Like she's I, I, I see I'm watching it from the outside. Like obviously I'm a I'm a Nicki Minaj apologist, but I'm not a barb, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm not in it that deep. And watching it from afar, she's very interactive with her fans. Her fans, like her fans are on a on another level also. And uh, I think I think she's catering to a certain fan base, but that particular fan base is the fan base that I wants think, her to do songs with Ariana Grande. Like that's so, who that fan base wants. So bring it. So bringing that point up, that can kind of lead us to the little next point. So how how does one say, all right, Ariana Grande's uh, feature is mandatory for this Queen album, which you know will gravitate towards you know younger white white fans and then you go on a joint tour with future who is coding crazy popping marley's percocets rich sex like all of these provocative and you know not so suburban culture you know friendly how does how does one do how does how does that even play out maybe maybe trying to merge merge the brands i guess trying to get maybe she's trying i don't want to put it all on her but maybe on um, for from nikki's side she's trying to get a little bit more street cred and then from future side, he's trying to get that Ellen crowd because that's there's a lot of money in the Ellen crowd. But if I mean, if Drake couldn't get him the Ellen crowd, can Nicki really do it? I mean, why not? It's, it's worth a shot. Like if if you're if you're if you're any rapper out there and Nicki Minaj comes to you talking about, hey, you want to go on tour with me? I feel like you say yes because yeah. I mean, I you're, getting, yes. you're getting introduced to a, a, a especially a rapper like Future. He's going to be rapping in front of an audience who has no idea what he's talking about. What he's about, saying, right? They're what not he's saying. saying. And but but there might be that that small percentage of them who might try to look up, like, okay, let me check this out. Let me see what he's doing. And and we gotta assume that future's gonna be on this album or vice versa. So they're gonna they're they're mutually helping each other. Yeah, I think I don't know. I just think just like trying to mentally do a set list, I don't it doesn't work for me. Um it's kinda of, like this this I, I I kind of feel like Nicki Minaj, and I'm like I said, I, I every time I get on the podcast, we talk about Nicki Minaj. I will say it every time. I feel like Nicki Minaj is the best rapper on that label. I think this album will determine where she goes as far as like, is she going to be a respected rapper or is she just going to be a pop artist? And from what I'm seeing so far, it, it really seems like she's trying to play it safe. 
especially with the with the Ariana Grande's feature because she's she had that on the on the pink print with the Little Wayne feature. That's the she had that. She's we've we've done that. Like at some point, maybe it's time to branch off and like you said, work with other artists. Try to maybe and especially this rich sex song that when you look at the lyrics and the the, the lyrical content about what she's talking about as far as like yo, I'm not fucking with these broke niggas and I know that I'm I'm you know it's it's a somewhat empowering song for women it's like yo i know what i got and i'm using it to get what i want and like i don't care what y'all think of me i'm gonna fuck these niggas because they got money that would be a perfect song for a young up-and-coming female rap group out of miami you put city you put city girl and don't and they don't even have to have like verses just put them on the hook that's their that's their that's the that's that's the vibe right there. Like Nicki Minaj, she's got the talent. It's the people that are around her that are letting her down. She yeah. is like she's Cam Newton. She's Literally. carrying this whole thing, and they're surrounding her with Christian McCaffrey. Like, right. what are you doing? Hey, shout out to the city girls. Like, we that, we will do an episode about them. I'm I'm trying. I'm working my hardest. I'm like in their DMs constantly on Instagram <laughs> and Twitter, trying to. They're gonna come on this podcast. We're gonna make this happen because I love them. So shout out to the city girls. Um, how do you wait before we get off topic? How do you feel about the, the album cover of of Nicki Minaj of Queen? N- oh, okay, this joke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I had get- to ask. I had to ask. I had to. I, listen, anyone that knows me, I've I've never I've never been a big Drake fan. Never been a big Nicki fan. I respect Wayne for who he is. So I I always have like this bad taste in the back of my mouth about them, but I, I definitely respect what they've done for the culture. So with, with me champion 2018, the year of the woman, I'm like, I got to support Nikki. Like I would be not a woman of my word to say I'm rooting for all women this year, you know, in regards to mm-hmm. music and not put that energy into Nikki. So I'm putting this, this energy into Nikki and Nikki has me scared. Like I'm scared. I'm scared to openly support Nikki Minaj right now. Um, because usually when I go listen to our verses or something, I like try to find something wrong so I could be like, no, I'm not going to do it. But this, the Queen cover, I, I don't even like the album name. So fuck the, t- fuck the cover. Like, right. why is it called Queen? Why? Queen of uh, what? Queen what, what? What does that even mean? Well, you queen know, she claims to be the Queen of Rap, right? She doesn't, she, doesn't, she doesn't have a rap album. She can't be the Queen of Rap. So Queen of what? What, what is oh, this Queen on. thing? Don't do it. Come on. Now, now we're getting into... Pink print is not a, no. There's, it's got some ra- it's got some bars on it. I'm telling you, it's got you. some rap it's just, songs. It's too it's it's, it's too many pop like like at I said. At the end of the day, Nicki Minaj is a pop artist that happens to rap. That's always uh, gonna be my stance. And that's what Drake is too. Exactly, she's a black Macklemore, honestly. Oh my god! <laughs> no, y'all, I, I I give I give credit for more than that because "Beam Me Up, Scotty" mixtape was still. Well, fire. I mean, that, but see, that's the thing. I don't. I, I never understood that with Nicki. You got your core. Your core came in droves when Beat Me Up Scotty. I was playing Beat Me Up Scotty. Like, that was my shit. Play that to this day. I'm still going to rap bar for bar with Nikki. And then you listen to Pink Friday. You press play on Pink Friday and you don't like her Grammy performance. Mm, yeah, I remember that. That was. Yeah. It was, was just weird. like they. They took the 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 man took control of, of Nicki Minaj and was just like, fuck that you're a rapper. Like, I think it's that. it's it's the people that she's around. Like I at at some point we got to start looking at Lil Wayne and Baby. Like, hey, you guys are responsible for her career. What are you guys doing? Like, you guys are not doing like 
it, and it's hard for me to say that because if I'm Little Wayne and Baby, I can be like, I can look at her career, I can look at all the numbers she did with like Starships and Anaconda, all, all her big songs, and I can say, what Nicki Minaj is charting, she's going platinum multiple times over, she's got multiple number one singles, we're doing a great job. But if you look at where she came from, you look at the Beam Me Up Scotty mixtape, you look at her feature on Monster, and you're like, all right, well, she's coming to rap and rip people's heads off. Like, we understand there's going to be a few pop songs in there, but it's just, it was just, it's too many pop songs. It's just, she just, she got lost in that. I don't want to say she got lost because she, I feel like it was pretty obvious what she was doing. She was getting, she was going for the bag. Like, she was trying to get all the money she could. I think the issue is with, and this is not just Nicki Minaj, this is just female rappers in general. They don't mature. Like, and when I say they don't mature, I mean, you look at Lil Kim's like the naked truth. I think that's the most mature female rapper content outside of like the shit that came out of the 80s. We you don't, know, we like, don't, we don't allow female rappers to mature. Right. We don't, we don't let them stay around long enough. <laughs> right. So it's like, it, but, but the thing about it is Nicki Minaj has actually lasted a very long, it, it, to be like, quote unquote the rap supreme she's lasted a very long time but her content is still intro nikki like not even being upset it's like intro nikki and it's like nikki i just want you you can rap about your accolades the big boys do it too you can rap about your vagina a lot of girls do that too but like give us more like dare to be different like you said she's playing into this comfort zone when you show when you give me an album with wayne and, and drake features again like two three wayne drake features you're telling me that you're scared to go out of that comfort zone. And I, 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 need, yeah. I need more from Nicki. Uh, to be, quote unquote, the queen, the rap supreme bitch, like, I need I mean, more from and that's that. why, And that's why I'm not, and that's why I don't want to hear her talking about rich sex, because I feel like at this point, I want Nicki to be witty, like, storytelling. She just talks about the same shit. I mean, she, I feel like she has the capability to be up there with some of the best lyricists in the game if she really used her pen skills, like, not to talk about her pussy or how much, you know, how many times she's been on the charts because we know that already. Like, yeah, I think it would be I think, creative I, now. <laughs> I, I just thought of it, but I think it would be, it'd be really cool if, I mean, her album is called Queen. Why not have an album with just female features? There's that, plenty of female rappers out there. And you know, there's so, there's so many female rappers out there that you could have like three or four females on your album and not have Cardi B and still be fine. Like Listen, there's plenty of them out there. I feel like Nicki Minaj, like granted 15, 20 years from now, we're still gonna know who Nicki Minaj is. None of her accolades are gonna go away. We're still gonna recognize her as being one of the more, more successful female artists. So what I'm about to say has nothing to do with her legacy, but I feel like she could have submitted her legacy had Nicki co-signed a female rapper. It, it, I mean, it's too many, it's just speaking solely from New York City. It's too many young, up-and-coming female artists out of New York City that Nicki could have co-signed to, to just show, like, all right, I'm not being this catty bitch. Because that's the issue. Her image is tainted because it's so many background and industry stories about Nicki not allowing such and such to do this show because she's going to be there and she wanted to do this. And, and it just looks like she's just being this catty person. So her image from an industry insider kind of thing is kind of tainted. So I think if she could submit herself or put herself, align herself with an up-and-coming female artist, yeah. it'll, it'll help out with that transition. Saying like, hey, I'm not afraid to, to pass that torch because my legacy is submitted. We, we talked about the City Girls earlier. They speak highly of Trina. They say Trina came in 
gave them the game, gave them what they should be looking at, how to handle men in the entertainment industry, what they're going to want out of you, like giving them the game, but at the same time knowing, hey, nothing's going to take away from Trina's legacy. We're going to always love Trina. We're going to always respect Trina for what she's done, done in the game. But the fact that she stamped the City Girls, it's like, shit, I fucks with Trina. So guess what? I'm going to press play on this on this album because one of my favorite artists supports them. And it's like, Nikki doesn't give anyone that credit unless it's a nigga. But she'll, she'll co-sign niggas out the ass. But it's like, I want you to say, hey, Cardi B, hey, Princess Nokia, hey, Young and May, like, Cash Doll. Cash Doll. Like, right. The reason, the fact that Cash Doll and Nikki don't have a song is asinine to me. They are the Kamaya. same person. I mean, Kamaya, Dreezy. Like, you have so many artists, so many female artists that are making a buzz for themselves alone that Nikki could just be like, yo, a tweet, in my in my opinion, Nikki could tweet like, yo, Dreezy, I love such and such song that you put on this album. And her stock, Nikki's stock is going to go up, let alone Dreezy shit. But right. I just think Nikki is still at this point where she can't let go of the spotlight. And, not, and, and I don't think she recogni- doesn't recognize that her legacy is, she's, she's, she's etched in there. Like, she's not going anywhere. But it's okay that if we move the spotlight to Cardi B. Cardi B can be the hot bitch in the game right now. That doesn't take away what you've done, your accolades. I mean, it's, it, I mean, it's easy to say that, but let's let's talk about the history of female rappers. Like, as 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 a uh, as a culture, we've really only let one female rapper cook at a time. So I can I can understand if Nicki Minaj is like, all right, I'm gonna bust down these doors and barriers for for female rappers. But I'm not looking back to help any of them because I know in this in this industry they only allow one to cook like big time. Uh, it's kind of like black comedians. We only let one black comedian rock at one time. So it's like, all right, look, Lil Kim had a little time, Foxy Brown had her time, you know, uh, Trina had her time, Rima had her time. I got my time and I'm not losing it. And I and I get that, but I feel like the culture is shifting to where we can. Because like like we we've we've listed like six six seven female artists and I don't know if we've ever had that many out at one time so it, it I feel like it could have helped uh, helped her image if she'd have just been like you know put on an Instagram story if you listening to to Cardi B's album just a ten second clip of you listening to the album singing along to like Money Bags and and all of that would have been over people would have been like. Yo, Nikki's cool, Cardi B. There's no beef. We can it like we can yeah, all enjoy like, when, all of their music. When we're gonna get the song? When we're gonna get the song? Like, I, I don't but know. But it's, it's it's better to have people wanting y'all to collab than the whole like fake beef thing. Like, I'd rather have that conversation. But I mean, it's it, it's it's she's in a she's in a tough position because we don't. It's 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 hard for female rappers to last as long as she has. It's hard for a female rapper to be considered the face of female rap for as long as she's been doing it for you know so it's like one slip up it's like she could be she might feel like okay if i'm not if i you know boost cardi b she might surpass me and then what happens to me i become i become irrelevant and nobody wants to be that she will soon to become yeah i mean it's still destined like it's still gonna happen (laughs) yeah i mean i guess i mean it's prolong it like father time comes for everybody like at some point we all move on like you get old it's it it happens to everybody it's it's gonna happen speaking of moving on and getting old um nikki's ex nas dropping an album this friday what do we know what it's called yet 
No, it's still untitled. We don't have any cover art as of what's today, Monday. So maybe when you guys listen to this, this information will be out. But as of right now, we don't have anything. We just know it's going to be seven tracks and exclusively produced by Mr. Maga himself, Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it's a like, if it's if it's 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 a Kanye West production, I'm not I'm not staying up till midnight. Like he. He yeah, got I'm, me not with, doing this, I'm not doing he, this again. He got, me, he got me with the life of Pablo when he kept changing it every day and like every hour on the hour was something totally different. So I'm like, you know what? When it's done, I'll find it. Like I'm not staying up to midnight for anything Kanye West related because Kanye West is his own guy and he does whatever he wants. And at the last minute, he's going to change something. And then I'm stuck at 1230 looking stupid. Like, why, why am I out? I got to work in the morning. Let me go to bed, you know? So I, I'm looking forward to this album because Nas... Um, All right. Well, I'll take his, the his I'll take the cake for everybody. I'm, I'm taking it for everybody. I'm staying up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm staying up. I'm, 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 popping, I'm popping big shit, but my ass gonna be up too. So. <laughs> right. I'm up. I'll let y'all know on Twitter how it goes. I say y'all follow my Twitter. My Twitter. I, I do like first. Yeah. Do my first reaction listens like on the timeline. Hit me up but, in the morning. <laughs> um. I. The lyrically, I don't really know what to expect. You know, because and I say this, like, even when, when Jay announced this album, I didn't really know what I was going to get. So it's like, it's not to say, I think it in a negative manner, but I just don't know what I want Nas to talk about over Kanye production out of all of that, too. Like, mm. I, he could either be on some, some, the album, like when he had the nigger album, he could either be on some super conscious, like, which is a great Black album, Wolf. by the way. It is. Um, or he could be, on some, um, I want to respond to Khalees. I mean, however, ooh, you want to? I didn't even think about that. We really could get a Khalees response track. Oh, I would like, I would like him to address the fact that this woman just came out and tried to slander his whole um, image. Not to say that she's lying, because I don't think she is, but you know, her timing was just off. I, it was very off. It was something else going on that week too when she came out with that. I think he had like, who did he have like? Something happened. Something yeah, happened was with like, him. Like I don't know if it was like money issues or something, but or he was, got like an accolade or something. And she just came out and was like, "Yeah, he beat my ass," and she did it on some like random interview. Blog. And I was just like, I, again, I don't. I'm not saying that he didn't do it because again, we don't know what goes on behind closed doors. But it was just like the timing was off, sis. Like, yeah, oh was, no, no, no! I think he had just got. Um, he had won like the custody battle or something. It had something to do with the kid. I'll remember that now. It was something to do with the, their kid. Yeah, their but she kind of like I, I I did watch the entire interview um, of what Khalees was saying about Nas, and yeah, she did mention it. It was different timing because she mentioned Nikki and all of that, and she just felt like now was the time it was just right for her to speak up. Which was, yeah. and apparently, apparently, like Nas, like according to Khalees, Nas was the one who started the whole court thing. Like Khalees was like, I didn't want to go to court. I don't need nothing from you. Um, but Nas was the one who just wanted to stir up some commotion, maybe for his album. Who knows? Who but, listen? You know, it, the rumors is she didn't let him know that his son. He, you know, he missed the birth of his son because she didn't call him. It, it's a lot going on. I think they're both. Yeah. We we know more so about Khalees. We know she's not all the way there, right in the brain. But that who's to say Nas is not the same way? So that's different strokes for different folks. But back to the music, like, are we right. expecting features? Like, I I mean, I really don't I know. Love what to a push a, 
Right, I would really love a push-up feature. A Nas and a push-up feature sounds great. Um, I don't want Cuddy. I don't. Maybe Tiana Taylor. Yeah. I, I fully Nas. expect. I fully expect a, a Kanye West feature and a Pusha T feature on this album. Okay. And and possibly a Rick Ross feature. Oh, that'd yeah. be nice. I want Rick Ross it. feature. Yeah. yeah. Those, those two are always great together. And yeah. um, what's his face? Ty Dolla Sign. Ty Dolla Sign. Yep. He's been Ty floating Dolla. on these he last is. two albums, so. He is. He was uh, on Cuddy's album, too. Yeah. So. Is it, it, are, it has, has Ty Dolla Sign replaced Charlie Wilson? Like, are we getting Uncle Charlie up out of here for Ty Dolla Sign? Is that what's happening right now? Nah. I think, to me, Ty- I mean, since, since the life of Pablo, like, Ty Dolla Sign's been popping up a lot. And Charlie to me, Wilson, to not me so much. it's like, Ty Dolla Sign is what Parsley is intended for. Not how, you know, the internet cooks use it, where they just, like, throw it all on the plate. He just has a distinctive voice where he's, it's not overly powerful. So it's not as, like, soulful as Charlie. It still has that rugged sound to it. Yeah. Um, and I think his voice just fits what Kanye does very well like that his production and ty dollar sign's voice they mesh really well so i think that's why we see a, a ton of ty dollar sign i think too he also mm-hmm. his pen game is crazy <clears throat> so i think that's why we see him there too um uncle charlie though uncle charlie though. uncle charlie is oh he's here doing i'm saying though him and Snoop can do their thing. <laughs> Dude, my, my thing. My thing with Ty Dolla Sign is like, I listen to his solo stuff and I'm like, eh, it's all right. But then when I hear him, every time I hear a feature yeah. with Ty Dolla Sign, I'm like, yo, this shit, this shit is fire. But he, he, it, I'm in a weird place with Ty Dolla Sign. Like, I like his features, but I don't like his solo stuff. It's, yeah, it's I, weird. The the free TC album was really good. I, his that solo album. I, I have yet to finish Beach House three, so excuse me, people that are gonna listen to this because I've been hearing great things about that album. <laughs> um, yeah, I liked I like Beach House three. I didn't I'm finish it. Like, it was good up until the point before I like got to. The you're not missing half. anything. I'm not gonna lie though. You're not really missing much on the second half of the album, but the first half is definitely solid. It's a good solid five tracks on there. <laughs> so are we, okay. So. Looking at it from a from a legend standpoint, do you think how we did, you know, with 444, I think everyone can say that that's going to, but that album is going to mature very well. I won't use the C word. I feel like it's the C word, but I won't use it right now. But we know for a fact that that album is going to matriculate over time and people are going to go back to that like they do the Reasonable Doubts and the Blueprints. Do we expect this new Nas album to no. age gracefully? To age gracefully? Nah. Yeah, like is this an Illmatic? Is this a? Ooh, I mean that's nah. to, put it, up, to like, put it up there with Illmatic is very, that's well, very, well, it's very not, high. Not not as far as content, but I'm saying when we go, hey, let's go listen to a Nas album. You go back there, you know. Like I feel like in 10, 15 years, hey, let's go to this Jay Z album. We'll skip over Magna Carta, but we may pick up 444. You know. So I I'm think, saying, like, will we pick up? What was the what was the album title with Khalees on the front? Bye, baby. Life is good. yeah. Life, Life is, is good. good. Life is good. So, like, will we go pick up Life is Good, or are we expecting that we're going to go pick up well, the new Nas album coming out Friday? The, 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 Achilles heel, the Achilles heel on Nas's career has always been his beat selection. And he has an entire album produced by Kanye West. And I feel like if, if it's anything like Pusha T's album or, you know, Ye's album or Ye and Cuddy's album, these beats are going to be fire. And, say, 10 years from now, when we want to hear... Nas rapping, we want to hear him over some dope beats, and this album is probably going to be the best produced album Nas has ever had. Lyrically, I don't know where he's going to be at. I don't know what mind space he's in. I don't know what he he has to talk about. But as far as 
going to going back to re-listen to it. Like I don't want to. I I don't know if it's blasphemous or not, but Illmatic, the beats on there, man, I'm not really feeling it now. Like 2018, I don't feel like the beats age that well. It's super. <laughs> it's super uh, dated. Yo, wow. It's super dated. Is it, is it dated? It's dated. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. It's a dated sound. Wild. So it's kind of hard to go back and listen to that. I cannot allow this that. Nas slander. <laughs> I cannot allow this Nas slander. Go I back and listen to it. The way that I feel up that Tribbles feels about Jay-Z. So we have that's a hope. to. I'm just saying. Um, but the, the thing I will give credit to an album like Illmatic is that when I listen to it, it makes me want to, it makes me feel like I'm on a subway in New York back in the 90s. And that's what it's supposed to do. But the sound of it is still super old. It's still a dated sound. I kind of want something a little bit more newer, a little bit, you know. But it's sound. classic. It is. I'm not saying it's, it's not. Classic, yeah. I'm not saying it's we not. not. We will not knock it. Illmatic is a classic album, but I. But it I sounds like a '90s album. The symphony, lit. Have you? I I encourage you, brother, <laughs> to listen to the Illmatic Symphony. Mm. Like it's a it's a it's a new album that just came out. I think it was um I think it was live on PBS or something. One of them educational channels, live from the Kennedy Center, and has the symphonic sounds of Illmatic. And maybe that'll change your I'm going to look that up. I got to hear that. Yo. Um, On vinyl? Mm. Mm, fancy. Ooh, fancy. Is he, is he rapping with it or is it just the sounds or the beats? No, he is. No, he is rapping with it. Um, oh, he okay. is rapping with it. Okay. So, I well, I, you know, I hope our listeners, hope you guys enjoyed the new Nas album. Of course, we'll be back next week with a nice review of it. But um, also releasing on the 15th, TDE's own J-Rock. Um, how, how do we feel about What's the name of the album? Redemption. 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 Mm-hmm. How, do, how do we feel going into Friday? We actually have a track list for J-Rock's project. He's not like... The Kanye boys, they have everything out. Um, I was actually really sad because Ain't No Jigga on Twitter and Instagram, which is like the, I consider him the official president of the Jay-Z stand club. He said that Hope was supposed to be like on the album, was supposed to be a feature. And when I saw the track listing, I saw the whole feature. So I'm very sad. Mm-hmm. There is a there is a possibility that that it could still be on there because it I remember is, yeah. when Cardi B's album, like the track listing came out, there were certain features that weren't listed on there because it's like listed, it's listed differently. Like when you play the song, you'll see like Cardi B and Chance the Rapper. So there is still a slight possibility that Jay-Z could be on this album. I just don't like, for me, J-Rock and Jay-Z, like, I don't think he needs that. Like, Mm-mm. I don't, he don't need that. Like he needs something a little bit more aggressive a little bit younger he has a j cole feature you can't have a whole feature okay but j cole is a little bit younger okay jay-z is a bit older you know what i'm saying like j cole might be on there for like a little you know you know introspective type song but i i'm personally when i looked at the sound the uh the track list seeing that he has a kendrick feature a j cole feature obviously uh bringing back the king's dead song like I really liked that song when I when I saw the song in concert, that song rang off, wind rang off. Like J Rock, he's I, I feel like the people that really like him really ride for him, and he just hasn't blown up. He hasn't crossed over yet. I think it's gonna be a solid album. I think it's gonna be like at least five solid tracks on there. But I know I know this album is gonna go under the radar. No one's gonna. It's gonna. It's, it's a TDE it's, artist. It's gonna ha- yeah. <laughs> 
unfortunately, I feel like it's gonna go under the radar. But I have high hopes because I kind of I like the you know, I'm I'm a fan of Gumbo and a couple of his tracks um, and he, and from his he, last album. So he's stuck in the, he's he's sticking in the box. So he has 13 tracks. So I I will definitely check it out. Um, yeah. you know, for people who are just not listening, if it's over 17 tracks, I will think about it. Like you have to be very popping for me to play 17 tracks at one time. So I mean, he he was the he was the first. A lot of people think it was Kendrick, but J-Rock was the first artist on TDE. He's yep. the one that kind of yep, helped he push this whole thing forward. And without him, we don't have a lot of these. We don't have like Kendrick and Absol and Schoolboy. So yep. hopefully this album, like he, I feel like he deserves a fair chance. Like he it's, does. It, it's, it's hard for other artists on the same le- same label as a superstar to get shine. Like it's, it's hard for, you know, J Rock and Absol to really blow up when you have you first you got Kendrick that's a whole nother thing you got to deal with and then Schoolboy Q is a is a pretty big star in his own right and then SZA just blew up out of nowhere yeah so it's like how, it's 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 hard to to break through when you're like the third or fourth guy on the roster of your label so hopefully it's a it's good lyrics good songs good beat production. Because yeah. he, he 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 pretty much needs this album to be perfect. He does for him to get a, to get a fair chance, and that's I don't know I don't know how fair that is, but if you're if you're the third third or fourth guy on the on the bench, like you when you come off of that bench, you gotta be hitting. You gotta hit, and he's got he's got a hit with King's Dead. Like that's a hit for sure, and that yeah. was a good look that he got being on the uh, the Black Panther soundtrack. Oh yeah, most definitely. Um, and if you. Sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. That was nice. I'm shouting him out for people who who wants a, a history lesson on J Rock. I'm looking at his first album. It was called Nine O Five Nine, and I highly recommend Gumbo and Vice City. Just like if you yes. just want to hear like like a couple good J Rock songs, and that'll make you believe in this album. <laughs> I'm hoping, I'm hoping that his album is as solid as the Nine O Five Nine. Cause that was decent. Like you go back to it and you listen to it, it was decent. I'm I'm definitely gonna run it back before um, this this new album this Friday. The 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 thing that TDE I feel like has missed that have, they have dropped the ball on this as far as building up their other artists. They need to put out a Black Hippie collaboration album. Like that has been well overdue. Everybody talks about hey we need Kendrick and J J Cole to do a collab album. No, we don't. Cause I don't know about their chemistry. I don't know if they're going to fit on the track. I can listen to, if you get J-Rock, Absol, Schoolboy school Q, and Kendrick on a song, every song they've done together has been great, and they need to put out a solid, kind of like what Kanye's doing. Get all your artists together, lock in real quick, put out you know seven songs of you guys just rapping and doing what you guys do, and hopefully something like that will get people more interested in smaller artists like Absol. Like Absol is a great rapper as far as like lyrically. Like his lyrics are really well thought out, really put together. He's got some punchlines, but no one really knows about Absol. Like he's a he's one of those lyricist type rappers. And J-Rock is kind of, you know, the the gritty kind of turn up street guy. And a lot of people don't really know about him. So I feel like Kendrick is trying with J-Rock because J-Rock has been on I believe three of Kendrick's album. He was on Good Kid, Mad City. He was on Untitled and Mastered. 
and I guess that was it. He was only on two, and he, well, he was on the Black Panther soundtrack. So I feel like Kendrick is trying with J, with J Rock, but a Black Hippie collaboration album needs to happen. Like if it if it never happens, that's the worst thing TDE could ever do. Wow. Well, speaking on TDE and the whole collective, Kendrick Lamar did Summer Jam yesterday in New York City um, at MetLife Stadium. Shout out to Jersey. King of New uh, York. Um, yeah. Shout out to Hot 97, all the, all the other people. Um, so the best streaming service in the world, Tidal, actually streamed, um, streamed Summer Jam. So I had the pleasure of watching it from 6.15 till about, I think it was like maybe 10 o'clock maybe I streamed the whole thing. Um, so did you guys get a chance to stream it or see any clips or anything from Summer Jam yesterday? I saw the, I saw, the only thing that I saw was the beat, the, the battle. Okay. The yeah. I, I saw a little bit of the battle and I saw, uh, Meek Mill's first performance. And apparently he's going to have to perform that song wherever he goes. Oh, like that's, that is, that's Meek's that's song. His, that's his that's his thriller now. Like he can't go anywhere and not do that song. He has to do that song now. Oh yeah. But I, um, I mean at some point he's gonna get tired of doing that song. You like not, no, you wanna no. you wanna be known for something else other than that one song. I mean he will, but no, he you know. Really? Are you are we sure? Because that song's been out for a good while. But it gets that the people going. That's an energy, that's an energy. That gets people going. Like the fact that he came out and that was the first song that he did, the crowd was already engaged. Whatever he did after that, they were all they were just ready to hear me go. I'm so, I'm speak I'm speaking from I guess I, I've read uh I've read a book about Prince and he said that he could have made a million, like he could have made a million Purple Rains, like a big song that everybody loves, but he wanted to, he didn't want to be known for just that one song, kind of how Michael Jackson was kind of stuck in that bubble with Thriller. Like everybody was like, Hey, you got to do Thriller, Thriller. This is what you are. That's the, that's really the only song Michael Jackson is known for today is Thriller. That's like the big song. And Prince didn't want to be boxed in like that. And I don't know how Meek Mill feels about it because it's it's cool now because you're fresh out of jail. You're hyped up. You know, let's let's do that. Let's do the intro. But like if you're still doing that like three years from now, like you, that's, you that's, still got to do that song. calling Hove not to do PSA. And he does that at every show. No, I'm talking. But that's he's Hove, Hove, that's 2004. No, Hove has other Hove big Hove. classic songs. Like what other big song does Meek have outside of that one? Like big songs, like he's known for. It might be just that one, you know what I'm saying? Nah, nah, I don't nah. Like if we really think about it, if we really you, look, like what's to, the biggest song opinion, Meek Mill has? In my opinion, you have to be a Meek fan in order to answer right. the question. Like I think I, I I agree to your point in the sentiment of like the casual listener may only identify Meek with that. That's, song. What, that's what I'm talking about. But Meek, like I said, he, I watched his set. The crowd was into it from the time he did. Dreams and Nightmares until they ended out. So Meek, Meek is fine. Meek will continue to do Dreams and Nightmares, just like Jay will continue to do PSA. That's that's how I put it out there. But um, who else? So they had Rich the Kid was actually the opener, which I thought was really weird because Rich the Kid has, a, I think he has like three, he has three singles that are actually like really big on the radio right now. No, I lied, two um, that are really big on the radio right now. And I... I thought it was interesting to have him be on the actual main stage, but he did it. I really wasn't into the performance. He wasn't really into the performance because he couldn't get the crowd to kind of interact. And I feel like with 
younger artists, they need that crowd participation to get them going if they're not on a million of drugs. Um, who else they had? Oh, Tory Lanez had a set, which I'm not the biggest Tory Lanez fan, but the show that he put on last night, I think if he rolls to my city, I would possibly step out and go to a show. Um, ASAP Ferg. Oh, Remy Ma. Remy Ma had a set, which she looks different. I don't know if anybody has seen an updated version of Remy Ma, but she's like trying the sex symbol thing. Is this, is this is this a good different or a bad it, different? She, somebody tweeted, I'm going to just put it like this. Somebody tweeted like, when did Keisha Kaor start rapping? Um, when she came out on the on the, on the the set. Oh. Somebody tweeted that. So oh. if you think Keisha Kaor is attractive, then that's what Rumi Ma looks like. Um, I, did, I didn't disagree with the Keisha Kaor statement. So um, she's very, I think she's trying to sell a sexier image. I'm not really here for it because I I'm like- I'm not buying it. I like shoot you in the face for me, Ma. Like she started right. her set with her Annie Up remix uh, verse, which I was like, oh shit! Like I'm locked in. Um, she did. She also did her song "Feel So Good" with Neo. Neo came out. Um, That's my jam. Then she also did her two. Whoa, she brought. Listen, she brought out Kimberly Denise Jones, my favorite female rapper. Um, they did "Wake Me Up." She also did "Melanin Magic." So she kind of did a nice timeline of how she like started out and then where she's currently is so you can kind of see the disconnect that she's having with her old image because she had background dancers and they were asian and i was like really this is summer jam and you're remy ma like one of the queens of new york like what is happening i'm not really feeling that i'm not really feeling that at all uh that kind of makes me not like really as much as i used to uh i could we the title users unfortunately we could not see kendrick said i don't know what the I don't know what the contractual thing was, but literally once Kendrick hit the stage, they cut it off. Oh, we also had Lil Wayne, which uh, yesterday was also the 10-year anniversary of the Carter Three, And I I was indifferent about the the performance. I think he had a great set list because he hit, you know, he hit his major hits off of his albums, but he did some Drought Three. Um, You know, he hit a Millie thing, like very popular songs, very major songs. He did his verse from... um, camera on suck it or not so he his set list was impeccable in my in my opinion but the actual performing part i don't know i don't know if i'm gonna pay for a wayne show y'all i i don't know wow I don't know if I could pay to see Wayne live perform. Remember the debates that we used to have about Wayne being the best rapper alive? Yeah, so is that no longer true? No, and it wasn't true back then either. It never, yeah, it was never true back then. I don't know where that came from. I really don't, and it it pissed me off. Like, it's, why is he in the discussion? Why because, are we comparing Lil Wayne to Jay? Well, because he said Have it. you heard of Millie? No, because no, they no, got no. the same. They got the he same last it. name. No, he said it at the end of uh at the end of the best rapper alive. He was like best rapper alive since the best rapper retired, and Jay Z came out of retirement, and then it was like, well, son, sit back down because now it's the the real nigga back in. You know, then they. It, it, I don't Lil know. Wayne I think that was just a weird battle. Lil, Lil no, Lil, Wayne, most definitely. Lil Lil Wayne, Wayne he, he, he can spit. He can spit. But let's but not I, talk. Let's not because and and I didn't. I didn't. I'm not wishing. I didn't wish death on him. But at that time, around Carter Three, he was living a very reckless lifestyle, and I was worried that like, okay, if Lil Wayne 
ODs on this lean or or these drugs, and he dies, people are gonna put him up there with Biggie and Pac, and I'm like, that's not right because he's not up there with them. He ain't that. And y'all and y'all know it, around, like go back to, and remember that time around quarter three, how big a deal Lil Wayne was. Now imagine him dropping dead. We elevate people that die. If you die, you get elevated to like five spots higher yeah, than where yeah. you should be. So yeah. like and I, and I didn't I wasn't ready to live a life where a dead Lil, Lil Wayne, Wayne was the, is considered the... is put on Mount Rushmore would, all the time. I would have been I would have been sad that he died and Carter Three was the last piece of work we had. Like I was like, oh my yeah, God. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Take me with you, nigga. Like <laughs> I mean, it's like I don't I, know. You're gonna you have some angry Lil Wayne fans in your in your. I mean, we like, have listen. We have you can't you Carter can't slander a dead rapper. Carter Three is not even the best Carter. So. It's not even close. It's not even close. What is the best Carter? It's Carter, Carter Two. Carter Two, then the Carter One, then Carter Three. Just like mm. that. Straight like that. Shout out to Gilly the Kid. Like I, I, it, it would have been like it was hard enough back then to try to convince people that Lil Wayne, his Carter Three album wasn't a classic. I couldn't imagine trying to have those same arguments. And but Lil Carter Wayne's Three dead. is kind of it, Carter Three is a classic though. Carter, no, know. it's not. Carter it's, Three, Carter, Carter Three listen, is Carter, thriller. No, the it's Carter Three is popular, but not that classic, good. But it's not a classic because of the content. I How, think, what, I, what? What? Listen, listen, I, listen, listen. And because I personally, on my classics list, Carter Three doesn't make it. I'll put a Carter Two as a classic before the Three. But in popular culture, the Carter Three is a classic because. Niggas deemed it as a classic because he had really, <laughs> he had to hit. It was a lot of hit hit songs on the album, and you could not have a song and not have Wayne on it. Like Wayne was untouchable when the Carter Three dropped. So it was like it was it was again of that moment. It was like nigga that came out. Wayne was, was the hottest rapper at the time. It's a classic. So now it has to be a classic, just like Drake fans are making Take Care be a classic. <laughs> It, what? It's one of those <laughs> things where you just kind of go with popular culture, but in your heart to heart, you really know. If you really listen to music, you know the Carter Three is not a fucking classic. It's not. My 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 opinion it on the Carter Three. It was definitely moment in its time, though. Carter it Three is time, but it's not a classic. Carter Three is Lil Wayne's Thriller. It's a super popular album, but it's not his best. Okay, it's not his best. I can. It's hella popular. All right. Everybody likes all the songs on there. So it's got a lot of hits, but it's not. His best album. It's not even the. It's probably not. If we go back and look at a nut, like if I pulled up what year that album came out in, there's probably two or three more albums that were probably better than Part Three 08? just in that year. No, I think yeah, it was 08. So yeah, yeah, it was um, 08. yeah. So we're not. I, like it's 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 about time that we start having honest conversations about the people that we love. And okay? we need to have them while they're alive so that people cannot yes. say, oh my gosh, you're slandering a dead person. Because let's not have let's not have this revisionist history because if if I had Twitter back then, you'd have seen my tweets about, yo, Carter 3 ain't it. It's It's got Yeah, I used to say the same thing. It ain't classic though, man. It's I, not I still think it's classic. It's not. I've realized no. this. This shit, this shit came out the same Here's year as 808 and Heartbreak, so. Yeah, so yeah, there's that. Yeah. yeah. No, I was so, a huge Kanye. I'm a huge Kanye fan, so I get it. Um. Also, because I I, I want to make sure we do. De- for me, I love like giving the artists that don't really have the hugest hugest platforms their shine. A Boogie came out last night and he killed it. He had his own personal set and then he came out um during Remy Ma set and did like all of his hits. Because I was kind of nervous when he did his first set because he did like 
if you follow a boogie from its mixtape like earlier mixtape time he did those hits but i'm like yo where's the drowning where's you know bag on me like all these you know a boogie radio hits and he actually did them during remy my set and i think he did an amazing job i'm all i'm always for a boogie i at first i was kind of off i didn't really like it but his debut album made me a fan so I went back to some of his older work, um, but he did a great job yesterday. But I think the highlight of Summer Jam was the beat battle with Rough Riders Own, Swiss Beats, and Timbaland. So you guys both said you had a chance to check it out. What were your reactions? Who do you think won? Like, what was your favorite part? Comfort. I loved it. I loved I loved every minute of it because I'm a producer at heart. So I'm like, yes, to see Timbaland and Swiss, two legendary producers going at it, you know, head to head. I, I was I was loving it. I think Swiss won personally, but yeah, that's facts are facts. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I definitely think. Yeah. I'm and taking. He, and he didn't Swiss. even drop upgrade you. That's what I want people to understand. I didn't tweet that last night, but. He didn't even drop upgrade you, which is my fa- personal favorite, like top three Swiss beats, Swiss beats favorite. Beats. His, the thing about it, his good beats, even it's it, he, his catalog is just better than Timbaland's. Like, it's just you think about Swiss beats and you're like, man, he got some hits. Timbaland got some hits too, but Timbaland is better with like Missy. Timbaland yeah, Timbaland by himself. Timbaland did really good on the pop charts too. I don't think Swiss yeah. Swiss doesn't have as many pop poppy charts like beats. Um, but Timbaland did, did really good. I mean, he executive produced Justin Timberlake's work, uh, yeah. you know, Nelly Furtado. Like, he had those kind of artists. So I, I think from a hip-hop standard, he doesn't have those, like, that That's arsenal. what I mean. But yeah. in general, his art, now, he, he does have hits. But I think as far as battling head-to-head hip-hop music. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. He yeah, he got it. the Nelly Furtado. And you know, I even think his, his joints with Nelly was kind of a miss. I, maybe two good tracks on that album. And I was like, all right. Yeah. What about what about you, Marcus? What what was going on with uh, all these clips? I would, I would say I I love what they're doing with the uh, Summer Jam and having these little beat battles that they have. I think that's pretty cool. Um, I I would have to agree with y'all. I, I would think uh, Swiss Beats would. He I think he took that one. Like Timbaland, it's he's good. He's good on like the whole like maybe you know R and B and the and working with Missy. But when it comes to like like hip hop beats. I feel like Swiss Beats has them, and it's not even close. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially but, if you're trying to get the crowd into it. Like Swiss Beats can drop some shit. Like yeah. money, ca- like money cash shows. You drop that shit. But, like piano starts going. Just, like just to yeah. play the other side, Timbaland did give us Big Pimpin'. Okay, and if you've ever Big seen Jay Z, if you ever seen Jay Z perform that live, that beat does it. I mean, it's um, that bounce though. He's got that bounce. But if we're talking about like getting people hyped though, he did dirt off your shoulders, jump off. I actually so. Um, yeah. Probably going to put it out soon. We have a playlist of Timbaland and Swiss Beats and Manny Fresh producers kind of playlist coming out via the Aux DJ. So I'm kind of going through that, just looking at what I have. Um, he did, uh, this is Timbaland. He did Roll Out by Ludacris. Um, is That Your Chick, the Memphis Bleak song? They actually played oh, that that's just fine. That shit's fire. He that. played that's, that during the beat That's battle. a fire ass beat, though. <laughs> you got to play that one. You got to play that one. I, what, what I thought was weird was that he did the pony beat. I didn't really want to hear that at Summer Jam. Um, no, nah, you can't do that. That man. wasn't nah. the setting for that. No. Um, no. That's just showing off. Like, oh, I oh, I got this number one hit. Well, this ain't the place for that. This Swiss ain't the beats. place for no genuine. Get out of here. 
now that I'm looking at the, the Swiss Beats like lineup, he definitely has it by eye. I think my top three, if I had to go off the top of my head, Swiss Beats would be Down Bottom, which was Drag On, which was on the, the what Rough Riders Volume 1 album. Then you got Jigga My Nigga and Upgrade You. Those would probably be my top three Swiss Beats beats. I'd like, probably go like Rough Riders Anthem. Love that shit. I yeah. think that, that was, that was a basic ass beat, low-key. Yeah. I think well DMX really helps that, but I still like the beat. Maybe maybe I like DMX more, but I still like the, the beat on that song. Oh, he also did he bring also him out did by touch T.I. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 he did. He did do he that. He got uh get me body, my drink and my two step. Uh, yeah, I mean a lot of the next one. <laughs> a lot of Swiss beats is a lot of him yelling over the beat though, which is it is what it is. What did it for me is jigging my nigga. That is the like, and then I want to wrap the Jay Z verse. But we're talking. About I know, me too, stuff. me too. And it, it, <laughs> listen, Jay came on so that angry. shit. Yeah, he did that at the four forty four tour, and I lost it. I'm like, no. But so we all agree that Swiss won this battle with with Timberland. Is there anyone that you can think of that could come in and Kanye? Oh, can he ask a question? Kanye? <laughs> Kanye, Kanye Swiss. Not, not Kanye. We're, we're talking simply like rap song, hip hop song. So we're not even going to go into the R&B charts. I think R&B wise, Kanye will watch anybody. But hip hop wise, Kanye has the, the arsenal to, to take out a Swiss beats. Yes. I said that so confidently. If we're talking like summer jam, uh, battles, hip hop beats to take down Swiss beats. I think I'll probably go, and there is a difference. I'm going with the Neptunes, not not Pharrell. No, the Neptunes. I need I need Pharrell uh, and Chad yeah. in there. I need both of them because Chad was really the mastermind. Chad is underrated. Triples, like I feel, <laughs> I feel like, like he's behind like, the drums. We need to like like swap playlists or something because I got a playlist like the Neptunes and Timbaland. And um, Pharrell, like, I feel like we need to swap, yeah, we need to merge playlist to like swap and just like have the greatest hits battle, yeah. Because to me, because so, okay, so I do, I actually do have a Neptune's playlist. So I want to, I want to, because I don't have a well, I do have a Kanye one, but I think it has a lot of um R&B on it. Um, let me see if I can find it. We're going to go to Pharrell because Pharrell pulled it first. But Pharrell, well, Pharrell and the Neptunes, like, first off, my favorite, it's going to sound hilarious when I say it, my favorite Neptunes beat is Wait a Minute by Ray J and Lil' Kim. (laughs) (laughs) That is number one. I don't give a damn. Like, I love that beat. I love that song. Um, But, yeah, I'm looking at it. He, Pharrell got some some heat. I I mean, you throw on Neptunes. you throw on grinding like that. That hits no matter where you go, no matter who you're yeah. talking with, no matter, no matter your age. Like you know, everybody knows the grinding beat. Like he also did hot in here. Oh my gosh, yeah. That's just legendary, man. Legendary. Milkshake. I know that's R and B, but yeah. I I would be more comfortable saying the Neptunes than Kanye. I think I think, and that's not to take away from Kanye, but I just think because especially in the beginning when he was really, really like doing most of his beats for hip hop, they were so submerged in like soul sounds. And mm-hmm. I think like, if we put them on like the summer jam screen, like niggas not really gonna go up for soulful samples, I guess. Okay, I understand in the context of summer jam. Yeah, yeah in, in, the, in the context of summer jam rap beats battles, 
I'm going with the Neptunes. But if we're talking like all time, we're going to sit down. Who's making the best? Who's producing the best music? It's he Kanye made, West H- hands down. He made, he made H-O-V-A is a, is a Jay-Z. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but he also but he also did like uh what was the down and out camera on him? You know, like, like that's a dope ass beat, but it's so soulful. Like, am I really gonna be turned up when I hear that? Yeah, rap rap beats battles kinda kinda Kanye's music isn't really gonna fit in there. Like Kanye I, might come okay. in last place. This is the this is the southern nigga in me. I I'm not gonna say he would win, but I think he would give him a little run for his money just for his his beats. I'm going Manny Fresh. Oh. I think I think Manny Fresh is is one of the most underrated, underappreciated, underappreciated producers we have. Like underpaid. Free oh. that man. Speak Free about that it. Man. Speak about it. Free Speak man, about it. Dog. But like at the end of the day, he gave us back that ass up, and I've seen that song do different things to different people in different settings, from your nursing home to your preschools. So. That song alone can get him, you know, can get him inside of the battle. But um, go DJ, he did. Um, let's see. Nah, that's a that's a fair point. Manny Fresh got. I, I I I tend to. I, I'm trying not to do it anymore, but I always forget to bring him up when we when when we're talking about like producers, like all time greats. Like he his name needs to be brought up in that conversation at the oh, very yeah. least. If it was no Manny Fresh, we would the the cash money. That cash money sound or that cash money era that we went through, it wouldn't it wouldn't have been there without him. Mm-hmm. Um, though his drum, like the drum patterns he, he he tends to use, like yeah, that that's that dude. But um, anybody else? Like what about what about I like we, Missy? I'm I'm gonna keep saying Missy's name in conversation when it comes to producers because I feel like niggas don't give Missy they don't the credit that she deserves. Okay, okay, hold on a second now because this is this was my question and I'm asking I'm asking from a place of ignorance because I don't know what classic album has Missy Elliott produced a majority of the songs on. Not not writing. I know she's a great writer, but what out al- what classic does she have and a blueprint like Kanye West and Just Blaze produced the majority of, of that album. That's a, considered a classic album. Kanye West has produced the college dropout, Washington. Like he has classic albums to his name. Dr. Dre has the chronic. Like, what album does Missy Elliott have that Nicole she produced on? Ray, Make It Hot was a classic fucking album. Don't tell me Nicole Ray's album wasn't hot. Make it mm-hmm. hot, Fox. I, I'm gonna give you that. She did. She really did a lot on Total's album, um, Kima, Keisha, and Pam. One in a million, Aaliyah. She had a lot of credits on that one. She had writing credits. I looked that one up. She but she also writing. had production credits. She had production credits too. These are the, when I'm when I'm stating her production credits. Um, oh, Sleeper album. She. I mean, I think she did like maybe three or four songs, but they were very popular. Well, very big songs on the album. The writings on the wall with Destiny's Child. Definitely dope shit. She did her own stuff. Sweet. Uh, Come on. She also produced Ugly with Timberland for Bubba Sparks. Come on. Like I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm going to do I'm going to do my research and I'm going to look up Sierra. Missy songs that she produced. Like the actual Sierra. songs she produced. It's the one two step Sierra. She produced that track? Yeah. And she and she did hella uh, songs for Monica's After the Storm. What about rap albums? 
Uh, not 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 discrediting what she's done in the R and B world because no 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 that's, I'm, I'm that's actually a big thing too. But just I'm, I'm just like I'm asking because I don't most, know. Most of the, most of what I'm seeing is just like her like she's producing her own music. Yeah. Um, in regards in regards to like rap, but um. And I've listened I've listened to to a, a couple of uh, Missy's albums. Her albums are really good, so I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not saying don't take this as me trying to slander Missy because like I understand. But Missy's what Missy too, has in done. her own right. Yeah, yeah, she's she's done a lot as considering like the sound that she has and the the thing that she's done as far as what music videos and her visuals. She's kind of a pioneer in that arena. So I and I I get the whole I get Missy Elliott. Like I understand the the love for her. And she's she's a great performer, a great rapper, a great singer. She's a she can pretty much do anything. I, like I there's not a lot she can't do. Right. Oh, I, yeah. say, I can't yeah. stand the rain. Just- so. I guess if we look at new niggas, right? So the Metro Boomins of the world, or Mike Will made it. It's like who? What would be a marquee? Like let's just say Summer Jam, because this was the 25th anniversary. So let's go the 50th anniversary, right? Let's give Metro Boomin and, and company 15. You know, not, excuse me, 25 years to get it going. Who would be the the beat battle between the two greats? Like what two great? Producers that are very prominent right now that we hear a lot. Do you think would be on Mike, that summer jam? Mike, Mike Will made it, and who else? I mean, at whoever whoever else your name is playing for second. So wow, it don't it don't really like yeah, at this point. I'm, it don't really I'm trying. To, I'm really trying to think about um, DJ I mean, Mustard. Does he count or is he? No, Mustard. Mustard is definitely Mustard on the beat. Okay, yeah, Mustard on the beat. Yeah, I'm going. I think I'm going with Mustard. I think I'm going with Mustard on the beat. If we're talking like summer jam rap beats battles, it's Mike Will made it on like that's all day. Right? That's easy money right there. I don't know. I, I mean, he he produced Mike, Be Mike, Humble. Mike Will, Mike Will Mike Will definitely gets like the number one spot, but I'm just trying to think who would come and like give him a run for his money. I I think Mustard is a is a good option. I think in a few years, Boy Wonder, who is doing a lot of a lot of Drake's work, recent work. Um, I was just gonna say OVO. Um, yeah, I think Boy Wonder would potentially, yeah. if he, you know, if Pusha T really didn't fuck shit up for Drake, I don't really. We'll see what what Scorpion drops, which I think it's gonna drop this weekend. But um, mm-hmm. whenever, you know what? I think side note. I think because Drake is so anti women, he puts on this facade that he's for the women. But since he's so anti women, I can see him trying to take the attention away from Tiana Taylor. But I won't let that happen. Anyway, hope not. <sighs> Um. Yeah, it's not know. that many like really great because you know what it is. Producers don't get their credit like now that they did back in the day. Oh, that's true. Like, now there was someone. There was someone that came up to. The, I can't remember who it was, but someone went up to the Breakfast Club and they were like, "Oh, who produced the the songs on the album?" And the guy, I think it might have been French Montana. They were like, "Oh, who who are your producers on this album?" He he named like one and couldn't think of the name of anybody else. It's like, come on, guys! Like we gotta. This these people are making your sound. They're making your music. The least you can do is remember their name, like the bare minimum. Yeah, yeah. I, because I, in my head, my my head keeps saying say Metro Boomin, but I'm like low key anti Metro Boomin. I think I think Metro Boomin has a ton of potential, um, but unlike Mike Will, he's scared to go out of a comfort zone. Like Mike Will was the executive producer of a Miley Cyrus album that actually went hard. Like, it was actually a good album. I, yes, I, it kind of it kind of I was. still actually played that album, you know? Like, so 
I think Metro Boomin, he, I mean, he's venturing out in regards to getting out of the Atlanta rapper market, but he's just sticking to rappers. And I'm like, where are your R&B cuts? Like, Mike Will has song with Mike Will has songs with Kelly Rowland. Like, he's he's taking his sound and he's putting it on different charts. And it's like with Metro Boomin, outside of that Gap commercial, we don't really see him trying to expand his sound or challenging himself, you know? I think, t- to be honest, Big Sh- that Big Sean project was a stretch for him. Um, just yeah, because- that's tr- that album was so terrible. Yeah, just because Big Sean is not a typical Atlanta rapper, and that's no not to any Atlanta rappers, but, you know, they have that certain twang or that certain cadence that they go with, and Big Sean doesn't fit into that mold. So... I, if 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 Metro Boomin goes out of pocket or or ventures out and tries to become bigger than he than he is in the hip hop world, I think we could see a, a Mike Will Metro Boomin kind of, you know. Yeah, yeah. I would love yeah. to see Zaytoven, but I think Zaytoven came just a tad bit too early. Had Zaytoven waited like five six years, Zaytoven would probably be the the goat, like the goat to be. He would be. Yeah, the I like him. I was gonna say I like Zaytoven's. Uh, latest latest project so yeah he can't count he doesn't count i mean, I mean 50 years yeah i mean we could i don't see why not um but i just think like zaytoven's peak we we passed his peak so that's why i didn't yeah. want to kind of mention him but he's i mean he's still definitely a top-notch producer does not take does not take anything away from zaytoven but um okay. yeah sorry. i mean Anything else we want to talk about? Thank you for you know listening. I feel like it was we, a slow day. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I feel like we went a little long today. But if you're still listening, thanks for rocking with us. Um, yeah. Anybody got shout outs? Uh, I just finished uh, reading uh, Gucci Mane's autobiography. <laughs> pretty pretty interesting. I didn't know he had a hand in a lot of these these people's uh, careers. And Gucci Mane is a legend and like a real legend and people do not understand that i wrote yes. about it on a shout out to trill t i wrote an article well i did not do it on trill t shout out to concrete jungles um i wrote an article <laughs> about um the legend that is gucci man and how he introduced us to some of the biggest artists we have out now including Nicki minaj so yes that's what i was gonna say yep. I, I feel like what what would Nicki minaj's career be if she was signed by Gucci Mane and she was getting those trap beats, those Zaytoven beats, those Mike Will made it beats back then and not chasing, you know, pop stardom. Cause I don't know if Gucci would have steered yeah. her in that direction. So that's kind of, it, it's an interesting book. If you're, if you've read uh Mike Tyson's book, it's kind of the same, it's kind of in that same vein where it's just like Gucci's trying to do the right thing, but then he just kind of just fucks up and he's living the rock star lifestyle to the fullest. And, and I'm I'm glad to see how he's out here looking. He's out here with his legs out wearing that rock. Looking over on, you know. And I'm saying, hey, get that that when that Nova Fashion Men's line hits. Woo! Oh, nigga, Nova like, going drops to... tomorrow. So shout out to all the men grabbing the male Fashion Nova. Hopefully, we're gonna get a Fashion Nova sponsor one day. You know. Hey, hey, right. Walking around in that romper, you gonna know what to do. You gonna know what to do. <laughs> I'm sure not. Discount codes. <laughs> Sorry, you got you got any I'll... shout outs. Uh, nah, just shout out to the Mixed Up Reviews. Um, check out the latest music, music reviews. For those of you who still like to read shit, you know, I post some opinions or whatever on there. Um, follow me on all 
social media at summertime side. That's S A I. Um, other than that, no, I really got no shout outs. Like, this was slow music day, so I'm just Uh-oh. waiting for Nas. Hey, Nas album's on the way. Shout out to DJ Khaled. Um, for me, just shout out to my best friends that I told them that I was going to shout them out once we hung up the phone before I started recording this. So, Ebony, Jasmine, oh, shout out to y'all. Um, follow the Ox DJ on Twitter, on Apple Music. If you need the title link, hit us up on Twitter. We'll get you the title link. Spotify, YouTube, SoundCloud coming soon. Follow me on Twitter. It's underscore triples. My birthday's tomorrow, so I would love happy birthday mentions. Hey, happy early birthday. Yeah. So chapter yeah. chapter 26 in the book, still a, still a young baby, but chapter 26 about to, about to crack that bitch open. And yeah. So no more shout outs. No. So since I, you know, since I brought us in, which was probably a horrible intro, but I'm gonna get on it. I'm gonna leave with a quote, and not that Malcolm X ass quote that Breeze loves to leave with. <laughs> we're gonna leave with. We're gonna leave. We're gonna leave with some, with some Tupac. Uh, Even though you fed up, you gotta keep your head up. Amen. God bless. Amen. We're, we're out. Peace. Yeah.